Hey, I'm Tara and this is the fourth episode of Immature Themes, uh, a podcast where I get together with my mates and we discuss music based on specific themes. Um, I gotta say, this episode was particularly long. I don't know why we were all in such a silly mood, but uh, I've been putting off editing this because it was like two hours long. (laughs) Um, Anyways, that is a whole lot of immaturity. Um, So the theme this month is uh, songs that you discovered from a film, which I really like because it's a great way that I found so much good music is through soundtracks. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of good conversation there. And then our back pocket secondary theme kind of complements the first one pretty well. And it's great music moments from TV. Uh, which obviously then led to Connor talking about The Sopranos a lot because he was knee-deep in watching it for the first time. Um, But luckily for you, dear listener, I've cut a lot of that out. And with that, enjoy. There's no theme. We're just going to talk shit for an hour. (laughs) Focusing on the immature part. Okay, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) All right, did you all do your homework? I mean, I thought about it and came up with something. Yes. Great. Um, so the theme, I thought it was sort of like a, a vague-ish one, but I liked it because it can go anywhere and it could be all-encompassing. So the theme is a song that you love that you discovered from a film. Um, so who wants to go first? So naturally, the first movie I thought of was Dirty Dancing. Ooh, um, sexy. It's not what I'm going to choose, but I think it's worth mentioning because damn there's some fine tunes in that movie we Um, talked about that before i think the idols and the solomon burke songs like yeah it's a damn sexy soundtrack and patrick swayze singing that one song he sings it's a great movie patrick swayze sings the song she's like the wind yeah that's him i didn't know he's actually performing it i don't know yeah yeah that used to always be on the cruise to snooze remember that no. Oh. Do you, do you yeah. not remember the twenty minutes before midnight on Two FM uh, when remember, we were yeah. when we were teenagers? They'd play the cruise to snooze, and it would be like twenty slow songs, always romantic songs like um, "November Rain," "She's Like the Wind." <laughs> Is "November Rain" a snoozy song? Like that's actually a good theme. I'm gonna write that down for another theme. <laughs> But November Rain, I feel like that gets too aggressive. Like, November Rain. Hey, I, I, I wasn't in leadership at 2FM at the time, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just they know just, what to say. As long as you kind of, like, fade the song out before everyone dies, it's a romantic song. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who's dying now? <laughs> we all are, really. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> I do remember that on you. I do remember the I Cruise remember. to Snooze is a good that's a good name. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like November Rain, you'd be getting pretty sleepy with the first half and then just when yeah. you're not it off, would bring you up. That's what I mean. Boom. Like it would like you'd be like, Oh yeah, turns out I wasn't tired at all. It's like trying to sleep, <laughs> it's like trying to sleep to um fucking that meatloaf song. I do anything for love, but I won't do that. And then all of a sudden you're in a <laughs> Like and you're up making your apartment. making toast, tea and toast at midnight, <laughs> or a warm cup of milk, like Connor. Yeah. Oh, okay. so cute. See, he's it not all. Cute. He's not all bad. <laughs> uh, any man that can drink a warm cup of milk at three a.m., you know, that's like the the time that one would drink a warm cup of milk. Though I don't know. Do you have you never tried a midday warm cup? 
I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> Kidding me? Would you have a, Would you have some biscuits with it, or just a hobnob? Me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can keep milk in the house, but I can't keep biscuits. You know? Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so dirty dancing paul yeah <laughs> yeah sorry i'm not really being um yeah so there's lots of great tunes in that and as a 10 year old boy i was like yes this is real life i'm gonna get after this this mood but anyway that's not what i chose i actually the next thing that came to mind was uh, a song called these days and it's written by jackson brown but the version i heard First of first off was uh, by Nico, and it's in the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, that's so good! It's a great right. song, and uh, it's just a gorgeous tune. And you guys, you know, I don't think I've ever seen the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, watch it! It's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's a great soundtrack, and just obviously with Anderson, whatever, what's his full name? Wes uh, Anderson. Wes, mm. yeah. Uh, it has. Can you that. explain the tune to me as somebody that hasn't heard it before? Um. It's just it's just a guitar and a voice, basically. Maybe there's some strings on it. There but, is. Yeah. Later. Right. Mm. And then but yeah, it's just it's it's quite catchy, but kind of uh, a little bit mournful, possibly. Um it's it's very um I would call it very melancholic. Yeah, yeah. it's got it's got but it but in somewhat of a kind of bright and um I don't know catchy enjoyable sort of way so yeah well what what um scene in the movie is it in that was something i was interested too is that like did you just like the song for the song or was it the part right. that it was featured in the movie like did that help you like it more or um do you know what i couldn't tell you i it's been so long since i watched that movie oh ah, that... so then you just like the song for the song then yeah is, yeah, is it guess. where he's the luke wilson character is tried to commit suicide it could be, possibly. I wonder. I'm gonna have to rewatch the movie now. But um, I, I haven't seen that movie in 15 years. I think me and my family watched it on DVD. Right. Um. Isn't there like one, one female character that just smokes all the time? And yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Margot. Margot. That's right. It? Yeah. Hmm. So I have seen this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. I know. Um, I think I watched it once actually. Um, and then I, I, I subsequently, do you remember like, well, remember it's still on, I guess is late later with Jules Holland. Is that what it's called? Late night with Jules Holland. Yeah. I think like you're that. right. Later, later with Jules Holland. I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Later. Right. So, and then I subsequently saw Jackson Brown doing that song. Um, which it's his song uh, on later with Jules Holland. It's like, oh, okay. So I put the pieces together. It's like he wrote it. Like, and turns out he wrote it when he was 16. Oh, wow. Enough. Yeah. So um, there you go. Great tune. And I, I didn't have any other contenders. I was satisfied with that after my brief pit stop at Dirty Dancing. I landed there and stopped. That was, it turned out, my destination. All right. Well, fair <laughs> enough. Um, I want to, I'll go next um, because mine is also a Wes Anderson one, which I thought was sort of funny when you were saying that. And I'm like, I don't know if I've seen the Royal Tenenbaums. Right. Um, but mine is uh, the Darjeeling Limited. And uh, I fucking love this movie so much. 
Um, but it reminded me because it just got added to Crave um, to watch again. And I was Ooh, like, oh, this would be a good theme. Love that film. There's yeah. a bunch of uh, Wes Anderson on Crave right now, actually. Um, but the song, well, the whole soundtrack is really, really good. And the movie is beautiful and it's so colorful and I really like it. Um, I, hope you this, say, I hope you say the one I, I, I have in mind, which because I had the same thing. Is it This Time Tomorrow by The Kings? Nope. <gasps> Ooh, which one were you yeah. thinking of? Um, Rolling Stones. Um, what's it called? In my f- Come Into My Fire or something, Fire? Play with uh, fire, isn't play it? Play with fire, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a great song. Yeah, it's a brilliant yeah. song. Beauty tune. Well, it's not yeah. the one that I picked. <laughs> I already picked two, and you barely even picked one yet. <laughs> well, no. It, so this time tomorrow, I really, really love. It's like such a, a beautiful song, and and I always like knew of the Kinks, but didn't really like know the Kinks as a band that much, other than like, oh, I know that they have that song Lola that I really like, which is fun. That's great. Yeah, it's like super. Um, but so I listened to this song and I think that, and like I like the intro a lot and the intro is sort of used throughout the movie a little bit and just fucking loved it and then went to the album, which, hold on, I did. My notes are not on paper on either. Oh yeah, so it's from um, Lola versus Powerman and the Money Go Round part one. And that whole album is amazing. Like, and... I really like it because the scene that it plays over this time tomorrow is like they're running to try and catch a train and then they're losing all of their luggage and they're like running slowly and it's just like really dynamite. And then it introduced me to the kinks in a, in a bigger way than just knowing one song where I mm. fucking love this album and trying to find it on vinyl, but it's really expensive when you find it old. Mm. Yeah. I actually, I would say in general, the theme is the theme is pretty, pretty cool because uh, like the way you're introduced to tunes is important in a way, like because it, it frames your first perception as as with anything, I guess. Your first perception of something kind of frames it thereafter. And if you see it in a cool movie that you like, it, it kind of it's always married with that scene, I guess. Uh, so yeah, it always like flies over, and um, I always just because there's some like that movie is about them traveling on train throughout India, and I don't know, it just it's always seems like the perfect um, soundtrack to like any time I've been on a train or doing something like that. Um, and I think they released it on vinyl for Record Store Day like a year or two ago, oh, yeah. which I haven't had my oh. hands on it yet, um, but I should try and get one. But anyways, the that's what also introduced me to Wes Anderson. It was the first movie of his that I saw. Yeah. And then I was like, this is really beautiful. I've never heard of this director before. Yeah. I don't know how, um, but I watch all of the other things, but I really, really enjoy it. If you guys haven't seen it. It's yeah, a really, it, it's nice the way it's shot, like the colors. It's so and, beautiful. And yeah. I, lo- See, I love anything Jason Schwartzman does as well. I'm a real fan of it. So I'm just like, yeah, I like it because he's sort of an asshole in this a little bit, but not really. Oh, it's so hard not to like him though. He's so yeah. great. Did, yeah. did anyone, well, I guess I didn't share it in, in a location that Anya might have seen it, but um, for Tara and Greer, I shared that video of Phantom Planet. Oh yeah, oh. that was that was his band that did the um the OC soundtrack. The did you watch the video I sent? Yeah, yeah, no. I saw it. It's it's so he's drumming and like the guys in the front are like yeah, <laughs> and Jason Schwartzman's in the back being like. You have to describe what you're doing. He's just air drumming to the extreme. I think I'm air drumming enough to <laughs> hear the air the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> whoosh whoosh whoosh. 
yeah. but it, and he's just got this like face on him and it's like very animated stuff yeah and it, <laughs> it, it, it's almost like too much for the song like oh absolutely well, almost yeah no I, it's I'll, let me take that back definitely too much for the song uh yeah it's it's funny i haven't watched um I haven't. I watched the Darjeeling Limited much like the Royal Tenenbaums is one that I, you know, I first saw maybe 15 years ago and haven't returned to it. And I feel Thank like you. I watched those. I definitely didn't really like the Royal Tenenbaums, and I think I enjoyed the Darjeeling Limited, but I feel like I was like kind of too young, you know. And I think it's maybe time to give to return to them. Yeah, mm. I mean, yeah. I, if they're I, on creative. Yeah, never, both of never, them are on Crave right now, and I think Budapest Hotel might be on Crave too. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, I really liked Budapest Hotel. Did you ever go to Budapest? No, oh, Budapest. Yeah. No, I've oh, never it's been. So nice. I've been there twice, and I fucking love it. So um, it's a great place. Our resident Budapest expert, Anya. <laughs> I know everything about everything. Everything. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. Jeez, we really lucked out, actually. <laughs> I have a PhD in Budapest. I know who to bring to the next pub quiz. Yeah. My friend here knows everything about everything, so... Well, no, that's definitely not true. You no, just I've been there said twice. that! I, no, I you, said I know everything, everything. You're a goddamn liar. About Budapest. About Budapest. Wow. Well, I'll take you to the fucking Budapest Candy pub shop. Quiz. Well, you know what I love about it? I would say Sorry. anyone who can go should go because it's... There's, it's so walkable. There's great drinks. There's great food. What? You hold, you hold no, sorry, not, we're not glossing over. We're not glossing over. Tyra just fucking said, slipping in a bit of 50 cent there. What was that? She did. She did. She said candy shop. Look, everything we moved on. Anya was talking about Budapest. Like, this isn't something we... Man, wait, as soon as you did it, you knew you fucked up. <laughs> you, you knew we were going to rain yeah. down upon you. <laughs> Except Anya, who was just describing about that walkable. Oh, the nice thing about Budapest is. <laughs> I was like, not even tuned in anymore. I was just reliving my holidays there. <laughs> are, you, are you holding a guidebook to Budapest? Is that a lonely planet <laughs> those, for. Those are her notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anya, was, do you want to go? Why don't you go next? You have all of your notes there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what I, what I, I think my answer is a good one because <laughs> <laughs> my reason, the reason being, it's the first song I remember hearing in a movie that I had to download it or find it somewhere, and it's um, for Midnight Cowboy, the Almond Brothers. Midnight Cowboy. Nice. It's such a good song. Such a cool song. Um, so that was that. But it was funny because I've got like a bunch of like others listed. And like one was Alone Again or By Love from Bottle Rocket, which is also a Wes Anderson movie. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, I've seen that one. That's really good too. And the other honorable mention that I had was um, When in Rome from Napoleon Dynamite. Who's who sings that song? Um, oh, sorry, it's called the Promise. When in, Buda, when in Rome, when in, when in Rome is the band. Sorry, it's the Promise. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna go for the Jamiroquai, right? Oh, that's a good song too. 
So what about Midnight Cowboy? Did it have anything to do with the scene or was it was it both that the scene was so great and the song amplified it that you had to go and see it? Or no, I mean, I think it's a great film. I think it's a really good film. But the song, I just, when I heard it, I was like, that's just got such a, from the beginning, it's just such a cool song. And um, yeah, that's, that's all. <laughs> I don't. I don't I've never seen. Uh, I've not seen Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. I tried it's, to watch it once on New Year's Eve and fell asleep. <laughs> it's really, really good. It's gritty, but it's like fucking brilliant. Dustin Hoffman is amazing, and so is John Boyd. Like, it's well worth a watch. And everybody's talking is on that, right? Yeah, that's probably the more famous song from the movie. Yeah, but a um, that's, that's a really good song. What a guy. Mm. Yeah. Um, I I feel like you could do like all three of us could have answered fucking Nielsen songs that don't sound like but there's like there's everybody's talking. Coconut. Um, yeah, which is I think is in is in the Reservoir Dogs. Uh, um, I don't know. It's it's, I, it's definitely in multiple movies. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I've got. I feel it. Like, yeah. Um. Or like. Um, I don't know what it's called. It's not called With or Without You, but you know that I Can't Live. Oh, the one that was Donnie Parton covered and Mariah Carey covered. Um, Without what? You, is it? Is that Without what it's called? Without You, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that that was a Harry Nielsen rhythm. Yeah. Oh. And I feel like yeah. all three of those songs are like very different. You wouldn't expect them to be written by the same person. That's true. Particularly that fucking coconut bullshit. I like the coconut one. But I, I got to say, guys, I went down a real rabbit hole. That's why I have so many notes. Yeah, I'm because... like, I can hear you flicking the book back and forth there. What are your notes? So, yeah, I just went down a rabbit hole looking up, like, songs I love for movies that I feel like deserve something of a mention. Um, Surfing Bird from Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> that scene is amazing <laughs> with the song. The song itself is okay. I the scene that. that it plays over, fucking brilliant. What scene is it? Um, where they're, they're like, it's just sort of like they're in the middle of like the shootouts and stuff, and there's bodies being pulled around the place. Oh, it's and... in like the, the latter half of the movie when they're actually, yeah, Vietnam. when they're at war, yeah. Mm. Um, oh, Tara, you should watch that movie. It's... Oh, okay. So well, I good. was really like thought that I would pick something from Almost Famous because that was such a favorite movie of mine for a while. Mm. But then I was like, the music in that movie is is sort of part. It is part of the movie. I thought about it a little bit differently. Like I felt differently with the Darjeeling Limited, where it was a beautiful soundtrack that moved it on. But I do love the Tiny Dancer fucking scene in Almost Famous. It's yeah. pretty wicked. Um, That's a great song. Yeah, sorry. Most of the movie uh, is diegetic. That's the the term for when there's outside music playing. It's like yeah, it's music that's in the movie, but it's actually like occurring within the events of the movie. Uh, Um, Not all of it though. There's a scene where they do the. They have a Simon and Garfunkel song. I think that's really beautiful. um, uh, When Penny Lane is like sliding around a bunch of rubbish in a in a yard, but not not. Not all of it is diegetic, is that the word? Yeah. yeah. Oh. The last time I saw that movie was at ATP, All Tomorrow's Parties, the mm-hmm. festivals that they ha- had. And in they Holland? had like a, in, no, in fucking Butlins in, in <laughs> the south of England. 
<laughs> awful location but you imagine a butlands but entirely taken over by music fans the, literally the best festivals <laughs> i've ever been to in my life well now I've, they just are housing refugees well, they're, they're that would dead, like to they're, not they're, no they're not they're used for direct provision and aren't no i sorry i mean the people that ran the festivals atp oh, like they went bankrupt like six times in seven years yeah it's a um, shame but they had a cinema there and uh, we we were in like between bands and was watched like just went in for a bit to watch Almost Famous. It was good. Mark uh, Coslick from only... Sun Kill Moon is mm. uh, one of the band members in that. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, wow. but is any of his music featured in the soundtrack? Though I was thinking, <laughs> fucking doubt it. Doubt it. Yeah, it's not. It's more of a seventies <laughs> band yeah. thing, right? Yeah. That's the fair. only um I remember I mean at Electric Picnic they had those cinemas as well and mm. like I went oh, a bunch yeah. of times but the only one that I remember really like striking me because I was obviously a little bit drunk and thought it was great was that they were playing was it Zidane had a movie where it was just like Mogwai Mog- <laughs> <laughs> yeah was that it where it was just like yeah. they were following him around the thing mm-hmm. the whole time like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really that was Mogwai that did the soundtrack yeah and but it's like it's like a 90 minute football football game but they're football game jesus a match um but they're actually just watching zidane and not the rest of the team and Mm. i just remember sitting down being like whoa this is great i mean it is yeah (laughs) correct assessment But yeah, no, I know they showed other movies, but I don't... That was the only one that struck out to me, is what I meant, because I had never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Connor, give mm. us your choice. Your uh, movie song choice. Well... Is it Wes Anderson? Is it? It is. Is it Connor? Is it really? <laughs> um, but speaking of diegetic music... Um, Do you... Is that your favorite word for this week? It's... This, this is actually... This word was on my toilet paper today. So I'm just trying to, you know, go with the word a day toilet paper. Connor, um, why didn't you why didn't you tell me about this word on Monday so I could have enjoyed it all week? But you could enjoy it. Like, you would have come on the podcast using it, and you would have been Paul, like, you "Fucking can enjoy, career, use you can my enjoy word. this word for the rest of your fucking life, man." No, no, it's just for this week, and there's only a day left. So well, once, he, it, once so. it's Monday and he goes to work, that word is not his anymore. Okay, so promise me this at least, that on Monday you'll text me a new word that I can enjoy all week. Can you text us all a new word? I'd like that. Seems really unlikely. All right, no, all right, fuck it. Put, I'm putting it in my calendar. Is my Send. work computer, I'm on my work computer. Anya, Anya write, write this down. Anya, write it down in your notebook. She's taking a pen out of all her right, hair. Let's say 9 a.m. Connor to send... Text, dickheads, word. word. We're, we're wait, not wait, what? Oh, that's referring to someone else. Don't worry about it. Connor, you said it's on your Rude. toilet paper. Why don't you send send Tara and Greer your toilet paper? <laughs> not your used <laughs> toilet paper. Uh, don't want that. I was going to ask. Um, <laughs> I caught I caught you ahead of time because <laughs> I knew. Hi, Connor. Um, sorry. I'm oh, it sounds like Greer will take your used toilet paper. No, 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 no. I'm not into that stuff. The <laughs> way you say that stuff makes it sound like you're into something <laughs> similar in that game. It wasn't the that like Connor that. is. You're just like, oh, he's offering me some stuff, but not that like, stuff. Not into that stuff. But it's if you got of... some of the other stuff, I mean, is it anyway. because of coronavirus, Greer? <laughs> no. I just want a new goddamn word every Monday. That's all I'm saying. 
No toilet paper. I'll text you a word every Monday. Okay. Is the word going to be hi? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll investigate. Okay. Great. I'm always open. I've got a dictionary.com account. I'm... Send it to the group tower. <laughs> But you do so, actually, I do know that you regularly check your dictionary. So I think that my words might not be impressive to you. Um, all words are impressive, Tara. To you? I, I don't, I don't distinguish between words. They're all valuable. Now, uh, I, I do do my dictionary.com thing, but I, 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 every so often I look at, if I come across a word like diegetic, is that correctly pronounced, Connor? Yeah. I think I'll so. just I hope so because I've been saying it a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'll stick it in like and add it as a favorite. And from time to time, I'll go back and look in at the favorites. dictionary. You'll add it as a favorite. Have you in like highlighted your dictionary? No, I no. Think like, I think I witnessed you do this like on an app, like, on the app, right? So, and you can go in then and just review the favorite words or whatever. And it's amazing the amount that I just don't remember what they mean. Like, do you want us to just send you word a day toilet paper? Uh, no, no, I, I'm I'm all worded out. Um, <laughs> so you don't want us to send you any words? Word a week. We'd have to guess how much toilet paper you okay. use in a week. No, yeah, one one a week, <laughs> one a week. But how, how would we do that on a roll? It would just be kind of like twenty squares, and then that's uh -huh. the new word. What if their word square knows? Is he going to be like, no, I know that one. I need another one. Because then oh. it becomes work. No, no I think he. I think he's into <laughs> just investigating words in general. Aye, oh, alright. Well, no, I just like if I don't understand a word that I come across that someone says, or if I'm reading something, I'll add it to my list. That's a good way to be. Yeah, but, it is. And then from time to time, I'll review the list. But they're all kind of ran, like kind of weird words. Not weird, but like not definitely not used often let's say and kind of specific so they're kind of difficult to remember some of them so. like diegetic diegetic i feel like i'll remember that one because it's come from a particular context and we've said it about 18 times now but <laughs> if you like this um like monthly themed has become a, a word themed podcast now well, you celebrate Blinchery. words uh, every day, Tara, don't you? Truly, every day we stray further from God's light. I'm going to have that as my new ringtone, Connor, every time you call me. <laughs> every day we stray further from God's light. <laughs> anyway, okay. Anyways, yes, no, give me, was, give me your movie choice. You were fuck me, wait, that choice. was like 20 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So... Well, this is, you know, it's, 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 it's not about the destination. It's uh, really about the shite we talk along the way. It's um, the So kind of in, a, in, in sharp contrast to Anya, who has done a, did a lot of prep work, I was like in the shower and I was like, uh, what about that song from uh, the end of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? And I'm like, nah, what about that song from Blood Simple? Okay. And that was basically what happened. Um, <laughs> so... You know, uh, shout out to Everybody's Gotta Learn Sometime, covered by Beck, which was at the end. Of, and that's, yeah. it's, I, I think his version, I like his version better than the original. It's a bit like, I don't know. But it's um, very good. The mm. song that I went with was the same old song by The Four Tops. Um, so it's in Blood Simple. It's actually 
uh, a diegetic sound within the movie. I don't know if anyone's seen Blood Simple, but it's the first Coen Brothers movie. No, I haven't. Yeah. Can you can you years describe years ago, what it is? I feel like I might have, but it's kind of a you know in many ways like a quintessential Coen Brothers movie. It's got uh, Francis McDormand. Um, it's Love like her. a like a noir kind of thing you know and it's she is like hooking up with her husband's employee and then the husband gets mad and the the husband hires like an investigator to like a pi to follow her around and see what's going on i mean i um, can't imagine he was too pleased about that no he wasn't but it's it's a little bit different i mean like i think i don't know what their i think their second movie might have been fargo um, yeah the, they did fargo yeah, but I'm not sure if it was their second. There's another early one, Barton Fink. Barton oh, Fink yeah, is, yeah. I love that I film. haven't seen that, actually. That's really good. That's good? Yeah, yeah, you um, should watch that. Oh, okay. It's it Actually, Raising Arizona was the second one. Because what I was going to say, the one thing about Blood Simple is that it feels more 80s. Like, the music yeah. is a little different than stuff would typically be in the Coen Brothers. And it's got a little bit of a different vibe. But it's excellent. And... So the some of it, you know, revolves around this bar that the husband owns, and there's just a scene where like one of the barmen comes in, and like hits play on the jukebox or whatever, and like, but the scene is shot like at foot level, and it's kind of like him like just like watching his shoes as he's like strutting into the bar, oh. and he jumps up on top of the bar, and it's like walking along the bar, but it's just like, is it still shooting his feet as he's on? Yeah, the bar? Okay. yeah. So I know it was just like a really striking scene, and um, I don't know if you know that song by the Four Tops. No, I but, don't. Um, no, I can't remember the song. It's um, it's got this like uh, little intro motif that's like ba da dum bum ba da dum ba da dum bum ba da dum. It's got this real like recognizable intro, you know, and that's kind of what's coming in. And it was just like really like start of a scene ba da, and it's great, but it actually. It's it's a really good song. It sounds very similar to uh, "Under My Thumb" by the Rolling Stones, which is the from the Coen, not the Coen Brothers, the Wes Anderson no, movie that I talked about. Playing with that was playing with ah, what um, was that? Under my thumb. Well, probably the most used like "Street Fighting Man" is like used. Oh, it's oh, great. Scorsese, like any Scorsese like, movie. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, but both um, like the there's that little um, xylophone or Glockenspiel melody on the. That was a good German accent. On the on Glockenspiel. Under my thumb, the end of the da 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 which is like really similar to the Four Tops one, and I was always like, man, someone should make a mashup of these songs, and I eventually found some like house song from the 80s like a real like detroit house kind of thing i think i'm not like an expert in that kind of genre that was it wasn't like a mashup it was kind of like a re-recording where they had like disco beats and house beats and stuff and then guys would like sing like one song and the other song um so at least i was that at least it was good to hear that someone else had that same thought as me that like these two songs are like the same fucking thing so yeah but shout out to the Cone brothers i feel like I, I I like the Coen Brothers a lot. Mm. 
I feel like they don't have a lot of music in this. They don't. It's, it's more, mm. I think it's more of a score. I don't think they yeah. use, like, music. Yeah. Well, like, their well, soundtracks would be kind of lacking, mm. right? Like Except for the Big Lebowski, which has got... I fell asleep during that. I don't know. Yeah. It's got a lot of great songs on it. But I feel I like didn't... the other ones... No, I'm trying to think of, Nothing like, Fargo and uh, what are the other Coen brothers? I didn't know that... Um... Raising Arizona was a Coen Brothers film. Oh, I've never seen that one either. That's such a good film. I like this. I'm just getting like a list of movies to watch, which is really... It's good Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I can love Nicolas Cage. I mean, all, all, like, all the Coen Brothers stuff's great. There's only a couple yeah. that I haven't seen. I've seen. I think I've seen about 60% of them. I do like that this conversation has been us talking about the Coen Brothers and Wes Anderson and the Anya movie that also sort of featured with Anderson but they're like all <laughs> entwined do you, know, do you know what I mean though it's like we all kind of went the same direction to like these yeah. are the directors that we yeah. like that pick like really kind of mid 2000s meat. kind of slightly slightly <laughs> hipster I mean I wasn't thinking that I thought we were thinking of <laughs> the directors like putting a more personal choice into the music but then you were just categorizing us as people Connor so no yeah. I mean like the well no I mean like the Direct, like there's, I don't know if hipster isn't the right word, but I feel like they both Wes Anderson and the Coen brothers have a certain similar quality. Like, yeah. whether it's from the yeah, time, there's some sort of offbeat uh, cachet to it's it or something like they're, um, yeah. it's it's mainstream, but it's not mainstream or something like that, you know? Like, yeah, it's like yeah. the alternative movie as we talk about. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not like fucking deep cut shit, but it's no. Like they're still like making middle of the road. Yeah, yeah, they're still making yeah. millions and dollars on box office on day one, and and mm-hmm. that, like everyone is going to see them. But, yeah. but it's not Pitch Perfect twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the third one of that recently, and I was like, "What am I doing?" Do you know that um, what's his name? Who's the father in Third Rock from the Sun? John Lithgow. Lithgow. Oh, yeah. He's in Pitch Perfect three. As um, the Australian the blonde's father, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson's father. So really, <laughs> so John Lithgow is like playing this terrible Australian accent while he's in this oh, yeah. already bad movie. <laughs> it's just like it's really funny because it's like the acting is already over the top, and then you have John Lithgow, who's just a fucking amazing actor. Actor. Um, actor. He's, <laughs> he's <this> terrible actor. <laughs> But do you know that he was in um, Celebrity British Bake Off and he was so good? Okay, fine. Uh, Nobody no. cares. No one cared. Great. Wow. He's great. Great British Bake Off did a celebrity version and John Lithgow was in the UK doing some sort of Shakespeare stuff and he was on it and he was really into like making the best That's bread. amazing. You guys should That's watch um, you should watch Tim's Kitchen Kitchen Tips. It's uh, <laughs> really, yeah. It's like t- Tim from uh, Tim and Eric, and he does. Uh, I already rejected. No, no, it's great. It's uh, so he does this like cooking show, and he tries to make it all serious, and the the editing and the the music and everything is like just like a real cooking show. But he's just like and he starts making these sauces, but he's, he starts mixing stuff, and it just like goes everywhere. <laughs> but he's still stoic <laughs> and like serious the whole time. It's brilliant. <laughs> anyway, uh, nope, note made. All right, are we all ready, McGraw? What is your back pocket theme? It's you this this time. Yeah. So, um, 
How I many pages to... of notes do you have on this thing also? <laughs> I have to admit, I just got so sucked into a rabbit hole of like the movie stuff. Like I have more stuff here of like where I was just like, oh my God, remember all these great Bond movie themes and all this kind of shit? Gold so like, I? Uh, garbage. The world is not sure, enough. Shirty bassy. Goldfinger. Yeah. Tina Turner had a good one. So I, I went down a rabbit hole is what I'm saying. And then I was like, oh shit, I'm actually supposed to do. So at like five o'clock, I was like, okay, when you get your thinking cap on. So basically I went on theme and I went with great music moments from TV. Ooh. Mm. I can lead the charge. with. I, I've, um, got, I've got one already as well. Um, but sorry, Anya, can you define it a bit more? Well, just your favorite, your favorite music moment from TV. Like it could be a theme tune or it could be um, a song from a TV show or like, you know, Don't Stop Believing um, at the end of The Sopranos is great um, by Journey. I'm like halfway he's through not, The Sopranos. Yeah, he's not done with The Sopranos yet, Anya. <laughs> I won't spoil that. It's okay, all right? Well, another one I had was, <laughs> you'll hear that song and you're like, oh, now I know it's over. I've seen the last like five minutes for some reason. So, so another one I had was um, from Freaks and Geeks when they're at the dance and the kid dances with the girl he fancies and it sticks, come, come sail away playing. Um, I yeah, always yeah. just think of Cartman with that song though. <laughs> it was a, a South Park soundtrack in the first couple of seasons and I had it on CD and it was Cartman. Come sail away. <laughs> Oh man, but Freaks and Geeks. Oh, oh Freaks and Geeks was great. So good. It's, so good. Yeah. I'm kind of Can glad I, they oh. didn't make any more of it because it's so perfect. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah nailed, That's definitely one that I rewatched a couple of years ago, but I already want to rewatch it again. Oh, I want to just play it on fucking loop, man. Yeah. So. Um, can I tell you my movie one, Anya? Or TV show one? Yeah. Uh, super easy because they use the same song over and over again. Peaky Blinders, the use of the red right hand with all different covers. It's the Arctic Monkeys doing red right hand. It's Iggy Pop, fucking the Cave doing yeah. it. That yeah. being used for the theme tune, it's it's fucking dynamite. That's a really good one. Yeah. Kudos, Tara. That was brilliant. Ooh, yeah. That's why I wanted to go first. Get in. <laughs> Back of the net, Tara. She shoots. She scores. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Connor, you're going to be next because I'm not settled on something. Are you and in the I same boat? Am. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to think here. Like, it's okay. I'll fi- I can yeah. fill some more. I can fill some more airtime because I obviously had a chance <laughs> to think about this. Anya's on fire today. Dynamite. So, on fire. I took two days off work this week. It's amazing what you can do when you not, rest yourself not for, just for this reason. Let's. Specimen. Yeah, in, in preparation. <laughs> um, another one that I, I came across, which made me laugh when I remembered it, was um, when in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, when Jake Peralta makes the suspects all harmonize, the Backstreet Boys song, I Want It That Way. <laughs> nice. Sure. Um, so, yeah. I'm- Is that an... I know that there's definitely, there's a scene in, um, I, I remember Sabrina the Teenage Witch where she sings like one way or another. And I remember really liking that from a TV show because I'd never heard that song before. And, but you're just like, oh, it's just Melissa Joan Hart that can't actually dance with anything. And it's just a teen 
a teen thing. Did that cat ever freak you out? Phelan? Yeah. No, he was no. clearly a robot. Yeah. Cat was a robot? <laughs> That's even scarier. <laughs> I mean, animatronic, the way they filmed him, he was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, the way he moved. But he was a bit yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. Um, so just to, I haven't decided either, but a couple of things sprang to mind was, I was like, does Mr. Blobby count? I mean, why not? I just said great music moments from TV. I mean, that's not a great music moment. No, it's not even a great TV moment. But it's great personally for Greer. I know. Um, Can we explain what Mr. Blobby is for anyone that doesn't know what Mr. Blobby is? So there was a show called... um, Noel Edmonds House Party. (laughs) Correct. Correct, Amondo. And... uh, there was this character. Well, it was basically a man dressed in a pink, pink suit with yellow dots on it. No, but he looked like a bowling pin. Like that was the shape of the costume. His head was round, and then he was sort of round, and he was pink. He was he was quite pink, and he used to just come out, and he wouldn't really say anything. No, just say his his language was only that he could say blobby. He was, in fact, yeah. the OG Pokemon. Wow, that's bold. You know, they're all like Pikachu. But he's like blobby. That's good. I like that. I like that a lot. I never considered that. I'm going to have to ruminate on that for the rest of the weekend. Um, Just no. up, at, up at 5 a.m. being like, is blobby just, a Pokemon? Just, just getting really... Is people want to find it all, but they can't find blobby? I, I don't know what his function was. But... but what... I mean, oh, the blobby a... song. It yeah. was blobby, 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 blobby. <laughs> like, that was literally the song. <laughs> Do you know what, Paul? If I could go back in time for you, I would say yeah. you should have chosen something from Zig and Zag instead. <laughs> or, like, if yeah. I could go back in time, Paul, I would say you could have chosen <laughs> anything else but that song. Like... <laughs> well, I'm excited right. to look on Spotify to see if they have the blobby, blobby, blobby song. That I can he was add. on top of the pops. Wasn't he on top of the pops in the end? Like, no. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was. It was like it was like number one for a while. It was. He had fight. a UK number one. No, no way. He really? did. Yeah. I feel like he did. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, no, Paul. I think you you're done now. Connor, are you ready? What? That wasn't like actual go. <laughs> no, that was. No, that was just a means for Connor to have time to think. Oh, about it. I was going to kick you out of this podcast if that was your choice. I was just like no, fucking Paul. It was, it was well, also. Okay, yeah. I'm just going to get Paul off the hook here. I, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of struggling to think of something that like really is resonating with me. Like a few things have come through my mind. Like, so like, yeah, right now I'm like watching The Sopranos, which I think has got some of the best music that I've seen in a, in a TV show. But they're nothing. Nothing's like super stand out. It's like I'd love to have the soundtrack of this, but there's no like one moment, you know. Um, although I do believe that that the resurgence of "Don't Stop Believing" was because of Sopranos. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's true, actually. Yeah. Big and also Irish. that that Irish uh, DJ. What was his name? The. <laughs> no, <laughs> his name was Ray. Yeah, two thousand fucking rapid. <laughs> uh, no, his name was Ray something or other, and he did a campaign to get "Don't Stop Believing" to number one. But anyways, Ray Darcy. Is that who you think? No, no, it wasn't Ray Darcy. It was some other guy. 
Oh. Ray Lamontine. He released a new song this week. It's quite good. Really? Yeah, I like Ray Lamontine. Yeah. I like Does his it voice. Sound the yeah. exact same as every other tune he's ever written. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like it. Because all the other ones do. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. What uh, did he what did he do to you, Green? <laughs> It's like, I've got a smoky voice and an acoustic guitar. I'm going to sell millions of... Anyway. It's true. I'm, I'm it's done. great. Like, ah. It's great. Yes. So I've been so working... Connor, my... are you going to say The Wire song? Well, uh, I've been kind of working my way back through like, oh, well, what good TV have I been watching? And I, obviously, The Wire was what preceded The Sopranos. Fantastic. Tom Wade, Had... it's fucking dynamite. Well, yeah, it, it's a bit... It it definitely deserves an honorable mention that the theme music for The Wire being five different versions of the same song. And, you know, I've really been binging a lot of HBO for the last year and really come to appreciate the intro theme and the intros in general, which is something that I always would have considered quite like ancillary to the entire experience, particularly like watching The Wire. It's just like, when you're binging it as well, it's just like you really get into the mood. And just as soon as you hear that theme song, it's the same as Sopranos. You're kind of like in it already, mm. even before anything started. Yeah. But still, there wasn't like a single song that was really tied in. Um, so can, actually, I, can I comment just on the theme tune absolutely. thing? Um, I was re-watching Boardwalk Empire. And there's that great fucking intro that is um, the Brian Jonestown Massacre. And they have this song mm. and it's so good. And it's like, I've only seen like two seasons I was going through. And it's the same sort of thing where it's like fucking dynamite song. And I think it's one of the reasons I actually got into the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Because I was like, who's this man? Oh, well, you know I, what? That's a great TV moment. Yeah. Still, I, you know. I, I tell you, if you, want a, if you want a real TV moment that makes no sense, there's a th- the, the theme song that I think for me balances how much I love the theme song versus how little interest they have in the show. Is it Home and Away? Is not Home and Away. It's um, <laughs> do you know that show Rescue Me? Did you ever watch that? It's got Dennis Leary or whatever. No. No, of he's course. Because like he's a, he's, he's a fireman. He's a fireman. I, I, I never watched, watched it. it. No, I never no watched it. No one watched it. it. Who would ever watch it? It sounds like shit. But the theme song, I believe, is that Come On, Come On by the Von Bondies. Really? Uh Uh No, that one? No, no, it's like the Von Bondies. Remember, like Jack White produced the record and then boxed the guy, and it was like a whole thing. No. Um, Well, there was there was a whole thing. Yeah, Um, it's a catchy tune. It's a brilliant tune. It's got some great drumming that really like just like hits the the hooks. Yeah. Great. We we'll we'll put that in the playlist. (laughs) Anyway, the song I landed on was uh, the Simpsons. The Simpsons introduced me to like a lot of culture. Like there's a lot of stuff that like. I kind of just know from like how thick The Simpsons is with references to other mm-hmm. movies and TV shows. Um, but this, I was thinking about this one song that I don't think I've, I would have heard otherwise. And I don't think I have heard otherwise, which is At 17 by Janice uh, Ian. I thought you were going to say, can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> <laughs> did he ever sing that? Was that <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he made a complete arse of himself. It was when he was living in his race car bed. <laughs> yeah. I sleep in a big bed with my wife. Um, but uh, <laughs> I think it. Maybe single people eat crackers. Frankly, we don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a market we could do with it. Oh, Simpsons is great. So but yeah, it's just a, it's a wonderful song. And The Simpsons, like, was surprisingly good at, like, 
not necessarily taking himself seriously, but like at kind of expressing like a gamut of emotions while not taking himself seriously. You know, like it, when, when it plays a song like that, and that's kind of got like something that isn't just a pure comedy vibe. What scene uh, is that being played in? I, I'm not too sure I remember. It, it's in a couple of different ones. Um, I'm, you know, I'm picture, what I'm picturing is I'm picturing it with Homer when he's buying beer, but it's not that one because that's a different one. That's when I was 17. 17. Um, yeah, because like Janice Ian at 17 is like a really kind of sad song. It's in it a seems... streetcar named Marge. I don't know what the context is, so I can't fucking remember. But all Simpsons stuff is just in my brain in the one place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the same. <laughs> Well, I was thinking uh, after, and you know, the closing credits to Sopranos is an incredible Pink Floyd song. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like the first song off a of medal, which is to what? Like every Sopranos episode has got a different ending song, right? Okay. So uh, that was, I was partly seeking clarification too, because I, I haven't watched the whole thing. Greer's like that one episode that I watched. <laughs> I, no, but I feel like it was more than one episode. I don't know, but it certainly was on one at least. Mm. Um, and a funny story about that particular song. One of these days. Yeah. Um, I was on a bus trip when I was traveling in Australia. And there's a place called Nimbin, which is famous for like being just a weed smoking kind of hippie haven town. Right. Um. And you kind of, there's this trip you can do from Byron Bay and this, this guy in a bus picks you up and he brings you out to this town. You buy weed and everyone gets pretty baked and there's a couple of different stops. But at one point on the journey, pretty much, well, after the point where everyone gets pretty baked, the guy pulls over at the top of this hill and he says, right, I've been doing this trip every day. It's great. I don't have a boss. I just, I make decent money and I'm happy out. But I've discovered every day doing this that this part of the journey is exactly X minutes and whatever seconds long. And I discovered that there's a great Pink Floyd song, which is exactly the same length. So, which he probably already knew, but he, he figured this, this is how long it took him to go down this hill. So he says, all right, we're going to do it. So he, he presses play on this tune, pulls out and rockets down this hill throughout this whole tune and just just as it finishes he pulls up at the t intersection at the bottom it was poetry in motion it was beautiful <laughs> and we're and what a great tune and he was just like yeah so i love the tune anyway but that was just like it elevated it even more and then i saw that the closing credits of every soprano episode i've ever watched so nice have you only ever watched one soprano episode I, I want to say it's more than one. I'm going to have to look this up. Is it three? <laughs> Who knows? So I'm going to end the podcast there as we dove into uh, a very long conversation about The Sopranos versus The Wire, uh, which was semi-entertaining, uh, but nothing really to do with music or this theme. Uh, so thanks, dear listener, for making it to the end here. Um, as always, I'm going to update the playlist on Spotify. Um, so Immature Themes will have all the songs we talked about, including Mr. Blobby, which exists on Spotify. So. Apologies in advance for anyone that actually listens to that song, because it's pure trash. 